Hello everyone and welcome to Late Night Lies. My name is Dr. Caroline Heim and with me is of course Dr. Christian Heim on piano. Welcome to our pod show for preventative mental health and tonight's lie is it's all about appearances. I must say you're looking good. And you're looking good too, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> appearances, it's all about appearances. Okay, but that's a lie, we're gonna to get to that. We're so glad that you could join us from wherever you are in the world, old friends and you, you know the ring now. This is what we say and this is what we enjoy doing. So um, so glad you could join us. Please pop a, a chat in if you wanna say hi, or if you wanna ask a question, or if you're looking at the videos later and you wanna ask a question, because we always do go and um, have a look at those and also answer the questions at some point. Yes, we do. And we do <laughs> We enjoy doing this. We and enjoy we bringing it to you. We do. We enjoy inviting you into our living room. So today, looking at the lie, but uh, later on, of course, we'll have some music at the end, and we've got a, a bit of a treat in the middle of uh, a very, very special reading. A very old treat. A very old treat. A very old treat, yes. Okay, so the lie. Actually, need my questions. Okay, questions. so as, as I said, the lie is it's all about appearances, and that's the lie. So, Dr. Heim. What's not about appearances? What's not about appearances? Yeah, so, so look, we're, we're all, we, you, you commented on my appearance. I okay? did. We get dressed up, we put makeup on. Well, we Christian did. doesn't put any makeup on, but I put makeup on. Um, basically, I want to ask you first, for your first question, what is the it? If it's all about appearances. What is the it? Yes, what is the it? Okay, that's a very profound question. Because, <laughs> no, you're getting right to the crux of it yeah. as to why it is all about appearances. What is it? Mm -hmm. right? So I'm going to take you to a moment just about half an hour ago. Okay. All right. <laughs> you and I were upstairs yes. in the bathroom Yes. in front of the mirror. Yes. You had your makeup and stuff in front of you. Yes. I, I had my area too. <laughs> your little area. <laughs> <laughs> and we were making sure that we looked good. Yeah. And you made a small comment to me, which was basically the camera never lies. That's true. It doesn't. And so this is why appearances seem to be coming the important thing, why it is all about appearances. And ever since we've had movies, it's been important appearances. But we now live in a society where a two-week-old baby will have had more images taken of it than an 18th century king. Yeah. Images are becoming more and more important. Yeah. And in this time of COVID, more of us are spending time online. We are in front of a camera, just as we are at the moment. And it starts to look like it, all of life. Yeah. is about appearances. Okay, so we finally get to it. So it is all of life. Well, I suppose that's all what I'm talking about. All of life is about appearances. Well, I suppose I'm talking about how we perceive all of life. Mm. And because we are so image conscious, yeah. our social masks, as well as our COVID masks, are getting thicker, right? We are putting on more of a mask. And that's what I want to talk about, the difference between your authentic self and the mask self. And uh, because... Images are getting so important and we're looking at each other a lot more. Mm -hmm. We're putting a lot more value onto appearances. Mm -hmm. And I suppose I'm, I'm here to say that that's a lie because that's not what life is all about. Okay. There are parts of life that are all about that. The professional world, as you know, the entertainment world, mm -hmm. the world that we're in at the moment. But even in this world, appearances can be deceiving. 
They can, they can. Oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about with all of this. Yes, there's a lot to talk about. Okay, so we want to look at that authentic self um, as in comparison to the mask self. Yes. Okay, and, uh, but I just want to just pull apart this idea of appearances first because we do live, as you said, in such a visual society that values yes, looks. Yes, it Sometimes does. above many, many other things, okay? And we've seen, of course, this is a, a lot, I believe a lot of it's fed by the rise of social media platforms. Even the word Facebook, all about the face, Instagram, instant gratification, yeah. okay? Yeah. yeah. So psychologi psychologically, what's, what's going on here? Okay, this concentration on appearances and brains, what's that doing for, to our brains and to our mental health? Right. So again, I'm going to take you to that moment half an hour ago yeah. when we were first in front of the mirror getting ready for this. Yeah. Well, thousands ago, we did, uh, thousands of years ago, we didn't have mirrors. Mm. Whereas now, now we just take them for granted. We all have to see how we look beforehand. Mm. So you get the whole legend of Narcissus who actually saw his reflection in the water and he goes, my gosh, that's me. Mm -hmm. And he became enamored by it. Yeah. And part of what's happening in our society is that we're all becoming enamored by it because the brain is wired to look for itself uh, in society. So Wait, if you're looking yeah. through, yeah, that's right. Yeah, photo albums. Photo albums, that's right. Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Oh, there I am. Oh, I don't look that good there. Yeah. So Caroline already <laughs> knows all the examples that I use. <laughs> because, I'm stealing them. That's right, that's right. Because in other lectures, I've talked about how the brain uh, looks at photo albums and you go, oh, that's nice. There's Auntie Mary and there's Uncle Joe and where's me? Where's me? There am I. Oh, I, I look a bit bit weird in that one. Well, look better there. And we're looking for ourselves. Mm. And a brain looks for itself all the time. So in an image conscious society, we are looking for ourselves, which means that our brains are more preoccupied with ourselves than the people around us. Okay, yeah. And also, I just want to clarify that it's not actually always ourselves that we present on social media. It's a construction of ourselves. It is most definitely a construction yeah. of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to mm -hmm. use our little set here as an analogy. Mm -hmm. uh, we know exactly what's coming through the camera. You can see the sign, you can see the curtains, you see the microphone, a bit of the piano, and this has all been set up. But there is so much that you do not see. You're not seeing the wires that are called away in the corner there. You're not seeing the tape that's on the ground. You're not seeing the Diet Coke and the uh, books and the, oh uh, the pencils and good knows what, which is here. And my cheat sheets. Your cheat sheets. Yeah, up on the wall there. Right, we have cheat sheets. Uh, you're not seeing that we're both barefooted, right? <laughs> so uh, there's that joke about uh, anchor people doing the news. You know, you only see them from here up. So are they wearing trousers? We are wearing well, I'm wearing trousers, you're wearing a dress, mm -hmm. but we're barefooted. And they're all the things that you don't see through the camera. Yes. And so when we construct ourselves, we decide what other people are going to see. Mm. And we leave things out. We leave out our bare feet. We leave out the mess in the corner. We leave out um, the bottle of Diet Coke or whatever else. Mm -hmm. We leave out bits of ourselves that we don't want other people to see. Mm -hmm. And we accept this as normal because... It is. Well, and that's the world we're living in, too, you know. The world, in a sense, has always been like that, but it's just getting more and more in making appearances more and more important, which means that our authentic selves, who we really are, is becoming less important. And that's the problem. And that's why it's all about appearances mm. is a lie. Okay, so there's a, the idea of the front stage spaces and the backstage spaces. Who, yeah. who, who can you be real with? And it may be only be one or two or three people that you, you show your backstage 
I like to use theatrical terms, okay, well, face yeah. two. Could I mean, that's actually, that a bit more? Well, that's actually an Irving Goffman um, uh, idea that yeah. we have front stage and backstage yeah. spaces. He's a sociologist. But um, the idea that we, we actually only show that side of us to to certain people that we trust, that we that we really love, that we even want to get closer to, yes. okay? Yes. But I believe that those backstage people are getting less and less as time goes by. Yes. Because our front stage face and, and spaces are even getting bigger. They're extending into social media now. Yes. So we have this huge virtual space that is our front stage space. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah, so if you have friends on Facebook, they're not talking about the arguments that they've had or how they got up really late one morning or how they're really out of sorts. It's always an idealized life. Yeah. Having a great time. This is me. And then we see other people's front stage space mm. and we compare our authentic selves with their front stage spaces and we go, oh, gee, I'm not having a great time mm. in life. So it's actually mm. making for a lot of depression. Yeah, okay, so that was right. the next part of the question was, yeah, what's this doing to our brains and what's it doing to our mental health? Right, Depression. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to talk a bit more about brain chemicals again okay, because yeah. we've kind of left brain chemicals for a while, whereas mm. it's actually all about brain chemicals. For preventative mental health, you want to be able to optimise dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin yeah. and endorphins. Now, having a front stage space, or what I'll call a false self, yeah. okay, is actually life-threatening really well yeah this is this is why people suffer from social anxiety yeah social anxiety disorder is very real and yeah. it's very rife particularly in some countries where mm. the appearance factor is really mm. really important high context cultures because if people reject you mm. if you are being pushed out of the herd of humanity you'll be alone and you can die and yeah. this is why solitary confinement is such a harsh punishment that those of us who have not been in solitary confinement <laughs> do not understand how harsh it actually mm, is. Mm. Because we take for granted that we can see people all the time. And in this COVID time, there have been times when we have been put in an isolation situation yeah. where you see less people and it's been affecting me. I've been seeing less people and my brain does not like it. Mm. I like sharing and experiencing with other people. And you get the more, more of the brain chemicals in. Anyway, you were talking about depression, that it can get you to that. Well, I mean, that's yeah, yeah. just a side effect of it. It gets you. Well, it's, it's a direct result of one of the brain chemicals being down. Yeah. So uh, we were talking about the uh, false self, yes. the front stage space, yeah. uh, being a threatening situation. Mm. Now, what that does is put your body into flight or fight mode, mm -hmm. where you become like a rabbit in the headlights because when you are in a social situation or in front of a camera it's like you are in the headlights mm, mm. so that is an anxiety which means that there's a lot of adrenaline and more adrenaline uh, noradrenaline pumping through your brain okay yeah, yeah. and this can lead to heart disease mm. chronic stress leads to a whole lot of inflammation all of our mental health goes down but our physical health becomes a problem as well anyway big story in that Secondly, however, it depletes the feel-good chemicals. And I'm going to talk about serotonin. What depletes the feel-good chemicals? Uh, this world of appearances, being okay. in the headlights all the right. time. Yeah. Uh, much of our life is in the headlights. We are in the headlights right now. Right now we are mm -hmm. on camera. But when you're in a social situation, mm. you're kind of monitoring going, hope I'm doing okay, hope I don't say something too stupid, you know, yeah. hope people accept me. And you can have the feelings underneath. You get those feelings which you can't really in front of a screen. 
Yeah. You can sense those feelings. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I like being with people mm -hmm. because you feel the person. And it's hard to put into words what you're actually feeling, but you're attuned with the person. Mm -hmm. So it's like um, at the moment, people being thousands of miles away through a screen, it's like we're sort of here. It's like a long way away. And yeah, it doesn't feel too bad, but if we get it closer, it would feel worse. Right? Yeah. There's a bit of a clash. So we come more into harmony when we're close. Yeah. And that's what we want to attune to. And that's what appearances don't give us. Yeah. Okay. Right. I, I have to use a few terms here yes, because yes. Um, we need words to go on with this uh, conversation. And we're sort of using front stage space mm -hmm. as the appearance world mm -hmm. and backstage space as, as your authentic self. Auth yeah. Authentic mm -hmm. self. So if I go back to the philosopher uh, Soren Kierkegaard, mm -hmm. he actually said that you're either living your authentic self or you're living despair. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. that's that's how wow. strong that's how strong it is. That's how important being real is. That's then, right. Really. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So last century psychologist Eric Fromm yes. uh, talked about your original self mm -hmm. and your pseudo self. Mm -hmm. So somebody that you have made up or if you like constructed. Mm -hmm. The terms that we use in psychiatry come from Donald Winnicott. A, um, a psychoanalyst yes. of last century who termed them the true self mm -hmm. and the false self. Mm. So they're the terms that I'm going to use yeah, okay. and I'm encouraging people to be in their true self mode rather than their false self mm -hmm. mode. And we all need a false self. We all need to have a social mask. Yes. Otherwise, we'd be in conflict all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if some people could read my thoughts, all right. They <laughs> or mine. My gosh. Right. Or if I could read all of your thoughts, you go, oh my gosh, just as well that there's a filter. Right? Yes, that's right. But yeah. we, we put forward this, this castle, this, this fortress, if you like, mm -hmm. the stoic self. I'm not going to let them see this. I'm not going to let them see this. Mm -hmm. And this is how we're all constructed. Because if we read each other's minds, we would be in conflict too much. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a good thing in that It's way. a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good thing. It, it keeps yeah. us sane who, who, who can I trust enough to share my real self with? We're always negotiating that. That's we? the crux of the matter. Yeah. And, mm. and, and that's, that's why the more that we have people who are acquaintances yeah. or colleagues or mm -hmm. strange people out there, mm. the more alienated we feel yeah. and the more we're in fight or flight mode. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the more that we have family around us, friends, a special person who really understands you mm. and can see underneath the mask, mm. who sees all the, the rubbish as well as <laughs> the nice stuff that we <laughs> and still present. accepts and it. still accepts that's powerful people yeah, that's yeah. powerful yeah okay great yeah. all right so that's we've we already started to talk about the mask that we put on and and you've talked about the false self yeah, in yeah. that way okay so yeah. we've, we've got three words for it front stage space um and uh false uh, uh full self and the mask yeah we'll, yeah, we'll we'll go with false self and okay. true self. Okay, all right. So I like the word true self. Okay. When you're being your true self, you are optimizing your brain chemicals, particularly serotonin. When you are comfortable being your true self and being with yourself in the presence of other people, your serotonin is the feel at home. Yeah. I'm okay. And so that's actually what we need to really aim for. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. So because we're talking about appearances, I want to go back to that word. Um, imagine a world where we are all blind. 
okay? Mm -hmm. And some novelists have played with this idea and mm -hmm. even some Greek writers, of course. Mm. The only thing, we, there's no problem. We're all blind, okay? We can sense each other, so there's no problems with falling over everything, okay? All right, okay. Um, what do you think? I'm going to throw this out to you, Mr. Psychiatrist. What do you think we would concentrate on? Because we always, in society, we're always going to grab something to be competitive with each other yes. in. Um, so what is it do you think that we would concentrate on? Okay, human nature being what it is, yeah. there is a sense that it'll be always preoccupied with appearances yeah. and how you get on with other people. Mm -hmm. So my guess, and this is just a guess, <laughs> is that all of a sudden the sounds that we make be, would become more important. Oh, I like mm. his voice. Mm. She's got a great voice. Mm. My voice sounds a bit raspy, but mm -hmm. we become acutely aware of other people's mm. voices. Mm. If we're touching each other more, yeah. we'd start making judgments about that. Oh, that's a bit cold. That's a bit clammy. Oh, mm. that's nice. Mm. But we would still have all these inferences. Mm. However... <laughs> it wouldn't be all about appearances. We would actually no. rely on our emotional attunement. That's true. That's true. That's what I was thinking. A lot more. Unless it then becomes all about voice. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Yeah, and it would become more about voice. More about voice, Rather than yeah. all about voice. But um, people who do not have their sight do rely on the tone of voice, yeah. okay, and the feelings that come across from somebody else a lot more. And if we were more sensitive to that, then... Uh, I think we'd actually feel closer to each other. Yeah. I guess it's also, I wanted to give that example because the, the visual is so immediate, isn't it? It's just so, that's what we go for. Yes. I mean, there's people say there's, there's, there's visual learners and there's auditory learners and yep. things like that. But, but it is, it's that, that those images that we take in, you yes. know, that it, it's enticing, it's seductive. It, it, it grabs us all the time. Not only does it grab, it, it grab us all the time, but... We're becoming saturated with images. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, but it's the amount, all right? Um, in the 1920s, people would have to go to a community place to watch yeah. a movie, mm. right? Then in the 50s, the television was in your room mm -hmm. uh, and you could watch it with a group of people, mm. your family. We're still social then. We're, We're still social. Yeah. Now it's becoming more and more individual. Uh, a lot of people watch movies alone even two or three movies, mm -hmm. all right? And it's becoming more insular and we are engaging with the screen and not with each other. So we're engaging with our false selves in a way. We're engaging with false selves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so last night I didn't get the best sleep, all right? So I stayed up watching a few music videos. Yeah. And I watch music videos from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and into this yeah. century. And it was astounding because, yes, the quality of the music videos is going up. I understand that. But the people. Mm -hmm. There are now more perfect people on screen than beforehand. Okay. So, so you'd see some recording artists of the 60s and 70s and you could say, oh, they've got a strange shaped face or their nose is really quite big or they've got this or that mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Whereas these days, gosh, it's like everybody's. Perfect. Well, we've got filters and we have surgery you can have, have and filters, things like that. We have surgery, mm. but I also think that we're selecting the people that look, in the narrow sense of the word, uh, attractive. Yeah, but there, there are new definitions of attractiveness too, which I, I think is quite good, you know, coming out. You know, people with freckles, for example, you know, well, and that's, things like that. That's so right. there's those, and, and I think there is more acceptance. I think that's one really good thing about diversity in the world is that, you know, we're... 
they're accepting that a little bit more, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, that's, that, that's one of the good things because we are becoming aware of how mm. narrow our definitions mm. are. Yeah, yeah. However, when, let's say, you see a supermodel who is just really freckled, yeah. she is perfect in every she's, way. She's perfectly freckled. <laughs> uh, and she has all these freckles. But, yeah. you know, as, as far as her size, her proportions, yeah, I know. you know, yeah. it's still sort of... Yeah, I know. It's all still perfect. commodified in some way. Yeah. Still very commodified. Mm, mm, yeah. So, yeah. So what this does to our brains is the more that we engage with the images, the more we think that's what we are supposed to look like. Yeah. We are supposed to have perfect bodies. We are supposed to look attractive. And if we don't, which most of us don't, <laughs> right, <laughs> um, we get depressed. Yeah. We, we get down on ourselves. Yeah, we think yeah. that everybody else is better. We think that we are losing it, okay? Yeah. Because we're, our thinking starts to become the thinking of our false selves rather mm. than our true selves. Mm. Whereas when we get into true self-thinking and you get to know that, yeah, I am just like everybody else. I have some weaknesses. I have some strengths. Mm -hmm. I have some things about my character that I like and there are some things that I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. That we're all like that. And if you relate to other people, friends and family who accept you for who you are, then your serotonin goes, ah, oh, this feels good. Yeah, yeah. Dopamine feels good. Yeah, but there are a few other um, different mental illnesses too that, that come with that, don't they, in the appearance conscious world? Mental illnesses of appearances, yeah. yes. Mm. We're talking about eating disorder. Yeah. We're talking mm. about bulimia. We're mm. talking about anorexia, mm. all right? Uh, bulimia is a situation where uh, people like their eating, mm -hmm. but they don't want to put on the weight. Yeah. So a few fingers down the throat will yeah. do the job, right? And uh, this can happen on a daily basis. Well, I actually went through that when I was living in New York City. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's so image conscious. I mean, I was obviously in the, the, the um, area of theatre so yeah. um, and film, and it's all about those looks and how thin you are and camera puts on a few extra pounds, so um, it's all about that. Well, yeah, which brings me to the high-risk areas. Mm. There are some professions, if you like, that are appearance-centered, mm. okay, and yours, yeah. acting, mm. modeling, okay. Uh, being a gymnast, mm. right, is a high risk for people having anorexia because you've got to look good, mm. right? So, uh, yeah, there's uh, bulimia, but there's also anorexia. Mm. Anorexia is... A horrible illness, all right? It carries our highest mortality rate. 25% of people diagnosed with anorexia die because of the anorexia. Wow. That's, that's, th that's so astounding. High. That is mm. just awful, mm. right? As awful as it is, I'm now going to bring you to an interesting part of our brain that says something about anorexia because we have a part of our brain. It's called the insular cortex. Insula means it looks like an island, and if you sort of get a brain, you can sort of look in this little ocean here, and you get to a mm. point where you see an island of the mm. brain. That's the insula cortex, and what it is is it's a relay area, and so it takes care of many things. It takes care of our emotions. It takes care of how we um, monitor ourselves. It takes care of our self-image. It also takes care of our taste and our heart rate, and it's it's an amazing part of the brain that sort of coordinates everything that we need about our inner world, our true mm. self, mm. to be able to get on with other people. Mm. So it, it like monitors the false self. 
and wow. it's looking at ourselves. We know right? that there's a specific part in the brain that does that. Uh, we know that it does that. Okay, all right? yeah. Um, I've linked it to the false self. Mm -hmm. okay, uh, that's, yeah. that, that's not science. That's my metaphorical way of looking at yes, things. Yes, okay. But getting on with other people is so important that we have a piece of brain dedicated to monitoring what wow. we look like. Okay. And so the theory is maybe something's going on there to mm. cause the anorexia. Mm. Okay, all right then. Can I take you to Fiji? Fiji, yes. All right. Fiji, they did a wonderful study in Fiji. When uh, television was first introduced to Fiji, mm. the rates of anorexia skyrocketed. Mm. Mm. Because particularly young women who were healthy and happy saw the lives on television and said, oh, is that what I'm supposed to look like? Yeah. Oh, I'm carrying around a lot more weight than that. Yeah. Oh, I'd better stop eating. So they're actually getting the message from the camera, this is the way I should live. This is the way I should be. This is the way I should look. They started seeing another way of seeing things, mm. which is a false self. Yes, yes. And they went, oh, there's something wrong with me. Mm. So they lost their true self. Mm. and rates of anorexia went up. And we put, put those images very high. They're, they're things that we want to attain to, aren't they, on, on, on camera? We now take it for granted. Yeah, it's actually, it's just, yeah, it's just part of our society. It's part of our society. It's part of our entertainment. Yeah. It's part of our information. It's part of our professional lives. And in COVID, it's much more of a part of our pro professional lives because we are on social media and talking like this more than we ever have before. Yeah. So we are even more caught up with our appearances, which is why the answer is in awareness. Awareness, okay. We will get to the hope. Yes, but I just will. want to ask, There is, has this been always, I mean, obviously we go back into the into history and we we see, still see people, people have always been obsessed with appearances people on some always, level. Yes, yeah, 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 they most yeah, definitely yeah. have. In because fact, we've got eyes. Yes, and because uh, the way that we humans live life is we are, involved with our individuality, mm. but we're also part of a collective. Yeah. So solving that problem, the tension between the collective and the individual yeah. has just always been a question of the human condition. Yeah. The problem comes when the values of the collective then get taken by you as an individual to say, oh, that's how I should live. Mm. And you take values that are not actually yours. Yeah. All right, so this takes us to Shakespeare. Yes. <laughs> the treat is uh, listening to Caroline do some Shakespeare. So this is from Hamlet and this is Act 1, Scene 3. This is when the uh, king's chamberlain, so the person who runs the king's household, is talking to his son Laertes, who's a noble guy, but he's got a bit of a fiery temper. He's the brother of Ophelia. And he's saying, Dad, I'm going back to France to do some more study. And good old dad sort of says, hey, just a minute, son. I just want to talk to you about your true self and your false self. Well, that's my language, but let's hear Shakespeare's language. Give thy thoughts no tongue, nor any unproportioned thought his act. Be thou familiar, but by no means vulgar. Those friends thou hast and their adoption tried, grapple them unto thy soul with hoops of steel but do not dull thy palm with entertainment of each new hatchet and unfledged comrade. Beware of entrance to a quarrel, but being in, bear it that the opposed may beware of thee. Give every man thine ear, 
but few thy voice. Take each man's censure, but reserve thy judgment. Costly thy habit, as thy purse can buy, but not expressed in fancy. Rich, but not gaudy. For the apparel oft proclaims a man, and they in France of the best rank and station are most select and generous, chief in that. Neither a borrower nor a lender be. For loan oft loses both itself and friendship, and borrowing dulls the edge of husbandry. This above all, to thine own self be true. And it must follow as the night the day Thou canst not then be false to any man. Wonderful. Famous, but I can't say I understood it all. Well, it's because a lot of people think it's, it's old English. It's actually not old, old English. It's early modern English, okay? It's not even middle English. It's early modern English, okay? Because okay. uh, Beowulf was the old English. But yeah, it is hard to understand. All right. But uh, we've got the opportunity to go through it kind of line by line, yeah. and kind of pick apart what Shakespeare is saying through the character of Polonius. Well, he talks about, like, rules for life. It's wonderful. Well, it's, it's rules for life, yeah. but specifically this idea of being an individual, how do you cope with that in a collective of people? Yeah. How do you actually... Oh, let's go through it, all right? Okay, let's all right, then. the first line. Okay, let's pull it apart. Okay. Pull it apart. Give thy thoughts no tongue, nor any unproportioned through thought. Oh, I'm going to start that again. My goodness. Give thy thoughts no tongue, nor any unproportioned thought his act. Be thou familiar, but by no means vulgar. Okay. So give thy thought no tongue. Yeah. Don't blurt out everything that you're thinking. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Right. That's have a, a message of, for everyone. That's a message for everyone. Yeah. Uh, have a bit of a filter. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, I forgot the last bit. What was the second bit? Be thou familiar, but by no means vulgar. Okay. So, so familiar, yeah. make friends. Okay, but vulgar, too much, all right? Yeah. So th don't be a busybody and a know-it-all and get in everybody's face. Okay. Thou friends thou hast, and their adoption tried, grapple them unto thy soul with hoops of steel, but do not dull thy palm with entertainment of each new hatched and unfledged comrade. So my understanding is when you find somebody who can be your yes. friend... Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold, Hold them, them tight. Hoop them in steel. Hold oh. them under, keep them, uh, hoop, hoop, hoop yourself together. Hoop yourself yeah, together. Yeah. Okay, so you can trust this person. But, and this is the next part, um, you don't have to make everybody your friend. Yeah. All right? Uh, you know, there are some people that you're just not going to get on well with. That's okay. Just leave them be. Yeah. And don't think that everyone on Instagram are your friends either. It's, it's all the likes, their acquaintances. But just to have those real friends, that's yes. the real value. Yes, yes. Not every unfledged comrade or new hatched person. We don't want all of so them. So a new hatched person is a like. Yeah, yeah. Okay, whereas your comrade, yeah. your real friends, are yeah. people that you hoop in steel. Yeah, Take yeah. care of friendships. Yeah, it's true. Thank but... you, Bill Shakespeare. Okay. Beware of entrance to a quarrel, but being in... Bear it that the opposed may beware of thee. Haha, <laughs> we're talking about arguing and fighting. We yeah. are, we are. This is a father's advice to his yeah, son. Look, yeah. you know, don't get into fights, yeah. son. But if you get into a but, fight, but if you get fight, into one, fight yeah. hard. Yeah. Okay. But it also means that if you get into an argument, well, you 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 want to try to avoid arguments. Mm. But if you get there, start making some good points. Think about what you actually want to say mm. and get that point across clearly. Yeah. Okay. Give every man thine ear, but few thy voice. Take each man's censure, but reserve thy judgment. 
give every man thine ear. Yeah. Listen. Listen. Do yeah. a lot more listening than talking. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he goes on to say, listen to other people's opinions, but don't be too quick to give your judgments yeah. of other people's opinions. Yeah. Criticism and things like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're balancing what other people think and believe and what we think and believe and how to negotiate that yeah. space. Yeah. Good. Okay, so the appearances part. Costly thy habit as thy purse can buy, but not expressed in fancy, rich, not gaudy, for the apparel oft proclaims the man, and they in France of the best rank and station are most select and generous. Chief in that. Okay, so Caroline does this beautifully because she indicates that the habit is your clothing. Yeah, definitely. So Shakespeare's talking about your clothing and Polonius is telling his son, Look, buy the best clothes that your money can, mm, mm. but buy quality stuff. Don't buy stuff to look good. Yeah. Buy good uh, stuff to feel good that is going to last you. Yes. Because clothes do make the person, and we do put together first impressions. We do, yes. And this is particularly important in France for yes. some very strange reason. <laughs> the French do know how to dress. There we go. Oh, okay. Yes. But, but watch them, that they're select and generous, chief in that. Okay. Neither a borrower nor a lender be, for loan oft loses both itself and friend, and borrowing dulls the edge of husbandry. There's that word, husbandry. Husbandry. Okay. Husbandry is being responsible, doing something useful, but we'll get there, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, neither, neither a borrower, borrower nor, nor a lender, lender be. be. When you have a friend, when you borrow money from them or lend money to them, you yes. enter a different relationship. Yeah. And that is difficult because you're in danger of losing your money and your friendship, mm. and that's not good. Mm -hmm. And if you borrow money from them, then you won't be as responsible, that's the husbandry part, mm. uh, as you should be or you would be with your own money. Yeah, yeah. And it, it really does... You well, know, it says that a friend is a friend. It's, it's, yes, that's right. right but and get your money elsewhere. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so really make a clear distinction between that. Okay. Yeah. This above all. So this is what's most important. To thine own self be true. And it must follow as night the day. Thou canst not then be false to any man. Of course, one of the most famous of One of the most famous quotes. Shakespeare quotes. And what it says is be true to yourself. Yeah. Work in your true self. Yeah. Know who your true self is. And then when you know who your true self is, uh, you're not going to just please other people and change who you are. Yeah. You're not going to run after fads and and lose who you are because of the false self. Yeah. Because we all work in this oh, society of mirages, images, mm. smoke screens, mm. mirrors, mm. okay? Mm. And we lose our true selves. Yeah. I think it's even perhaps even a little bit more than that in that we are just so bombarded by all of these values from the media yeah. that, and I say this to my students all the time, be true to yourself, okay? Listen to what your inner voice says rather than what the media is basically telling you that or, they want or, or what their values are. Or your friends yours. around you or your Yeah, peers. or your friends, those that you trust. Those yeah. that you trust, yeah. yeah. So, so you listen to yourself, Yeah. listen to your friends that you trust, but just be a bit careful about what comes on the social media and the values of people around you. Just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean that it's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. Okay, good. Well, well, I think we're getting more towards the hope now. So are we? what's the hope? I hope so. <laughs> the hope. Yes. So the hope is in, all right, so, so firstly, let's, can we agree that 
it's not all about appearances. We can. We can definitely agree that it's not all about appearances. Because some of life is about appearances. Yeah, yeah. And what we're doing at the moment is about appearances. But the information that we're giving, we hope, is touching your true self. Mm. It's not just an appearance, mm. right? So professional life, our entertainment world, it's all about appearances. Yeah. But when it comes to real life, when it comes to you, your love, your life, it's about your friends, your family, your love partner, yeah. and making a real connection with people mm. so that you don't feel alienated, so that mm. you feel that there are people who really understand. Yeah. Okay? And the people who can see the dirty stuff that the camera yeah. doesn't uh -huh. see. Okay? And your dirty laundry, yeah. And still accept <laughs> you. Okay, okay, so let's talk about how we do that. Uh, number one, first of all, you do have to know who you are, and the yeah. best way to know who you are is to know your values mm -hmm. and to then live out of your values. Yeah. But then people sort of ask me, how do I get to know my values? Yeah. So four values questions. Yeah. Right? We have said them before, but they're really important for the appearances one. They, they are. Yeah. They okay. are. And we have said them before. And it's one of those core things that I talk about with most people that I work with. Yeah. You know, do you know your values? Yeah. So these are the four questions. Firstly... What do I most admire in myself and others? What do I most admire in myself and others? So these are really great to write down if you want to. Okay. What do I believe is the right thing to do for me? The right thing to do for me. Okay. Now, we get caught up in different ideas of what the right or the wrong thing is. Well, that's it. And so, especially in a post-truth world, it's a bit that's difficult right. to negotiate right and wrong. That's yeah. right. Because yeah. in the world of appearances, we, we know that there are things that society believes is right or wrong, but... As a psychiatrist, I work with individuals and I ask them, yeah, but what do you believe is right or wrong for you? Well, that's going back to Shakespeare's Be True to Thine Own Self. Be True yeah. to Thine Own Self. Okay. Yeah. And then the third thing is, uh, when do I feel most fulfilled as a person? Because mm. mm. when you feel good, when the serotonin's good, you go, okay, I am doing something right. I am comfortable with myself. This is me. But, you know, the world tells us that fulfillment is in, in other areas and that's what we should be attaining, you know. So, that's right. again, being true to yourself, what is real fulfillment for you? No, I actually don't like that. I don't really want to have, you know, thousands of likes isn't necessarily going to fulfill me. That's you know? right. What really will fulfill yes. me? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's another one of our core messages. Remember, we live in a media-driven world yeah. and it is affecting our brains. Yeah. Number four is when do I feel most filled with self-respect? Mm. Oh my gosh. That's such a big one too. Yeah. Self-respect. Well, it's a very personal thing. When mm. do you actually respect yourself? Mm. Uh, we are all capable of doing things that we do not respect ourselves mm. for. Mm -hmm. And when you have that feeling, oh gosh, I went against one of my own values, yeah. that will be a reminder to what your values are. Yeah, and, and then you have regrets and things like that. And I, I believe that society, one of society's lies is, oh, we don't have any regrets. You can't actually do anything wrong. Yes. You know, we can't, you know, there's, there's nothing to disrespect yourself for because everything is permissible, everything is good, yes. and everything is good for you. For you. But Psychiatrically, it's not necessarily so, yeah. When I work with somebody in an office and we talk one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. right, 
people feel bad about themselves. They feel bad about certain yeah. things that they've done. And that varies from person to person, yeah. right? But we have to find out what it is for that person. And I'm encouraging you to find out what fills you with self-respect. Yeah. Uh, and to say, well, that's, that's my value. That's what I actually believe is the right yeah. thing for me to do. Yeah. And then to live out of that, as Shakespeare says, because then you can be false to no, no man. That's right, or to know woman, or to know anyone. <laughs> that's right. So that's the first part, knowing yeah. your own values. Yeah. The second, second part is optimizing your family and friends, yeah. putting people above productivity. Uh -huh. So you have dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins flowing through your body, particularly oxytocin. Get your dose. The love drug, the hug drug, the mm. feeling good and trusting mm. other people drug. That's what prevents mental illness in people's lives, good relationships, true relationships with people. That must, right. When you actually have that self-respect and self-fulfillment, I know, we're, we're going on. No, no, I go on, I go yeah. on. You've got, to, you've got to pull me back every <laughs> I'll pull you back with yeah. the reins. <laughs> um, when we get that self-respect and, and uh, self-fulfillment, yes. surely that releases the brain chemicals too. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. And, in, and in a way, you've got to know that about yourself first, mm. okay? But it's when you get to share that with somebody else mm. and you actually honestly get to say, well, look, this is what I think. This is me. Yeah. Uh, we're paranoid about disagreeing with people. Yeah. But one of the most wonderful things that you can do with somebody is agree to disagree. Yeah. Sort of say, I know how you feel about this, but this yeah. is how I feel about this. Is that okay? And you go, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. That yeah. feels so good because you can trust people who are okay. And you can trust that friendship. Yeah, yeah. you can trust that friendship. Okay, I think that it's uh, time for some music. Time for <laughs> okay, some music. we've been talking, talking, talking already. All right, a little bit of housekeeping. Housekeeping. Um, mm -hmm. Please keep joining us. Um, for <laughs> I'll whack you if you whack me. <laughs> um, let yeah, I know it wasn't a whack. It was a gentle housekeeping movement, wasn't it? Yeah. Just getting rid of the dust. Just getting rid of the dust. Um, please tell your friends about our pod show. For us to keep going, we need to have more of a community. So um, that depends on you guys. So please tell friends, subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, ring the bell, do all of that. I found out what the bell means, by the way. Um, <laughs> I did my homework. So please, please uh, uh, tell more people about it and uh, keep watching. We're also on Instagram. We've got blogs. We've got uh, podcast series too. And um, we're on Facebook and all of those social media platforms that many are about appearances, but um, we're trying to be as authentic as we can on each of those platforms and give you some some tools for that yes, too, it's all eh? appearances but what we try to put forward is the idea of an authentic self yes <laughs> i'm definitely coming no makeup one day yes definitely <laughs> well how do you get around it we're, we're all we're part of it i right? know we are and it's more, more managing it and negotiating yeah, right. when you're in it anyway right. we, we we digress okay Again. music 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 yes okay what's music. the last song so uh this is yeah one of the most famous love songs of all time if you could read my mind, Gordon Lightfoot. We've tweaked it a bit because what I want to do is to share with you just how wonderful this song is. If we talk about it as a love song, then what happens to all of us is we hear the word love and we go, ah, and we go and listen to we it go, with our ah, limbic system. Yeah, ah. we do. We do. We go gaga. Yeah. All right. Uh, whereas the strength of this song, which make, uh, the thing that makes this song very special, is the imagery about 
a true self, if you could read my mind, if you could know what my true self would be, yeah. and a false self. And sometimes the false self is a dark castle or a fortress, or you know what, it's like I'm acting in a movie. Mm. And they're all images of a false self. Yeah. And the reason that this relationship falls apart is because they're caught up in their false self and they can't get to their true yeah. self. Yeah. And so that's the gold in this particular song, if you could read my mind. If you could read my mind, you'd learn so much about me. You'd hear a story, like an old movie about a ghost who wishes and dreams and hopes. But for now, be real. I'm trapped in a dark castle of appearances, a strong, stoic fortress. I'm that chained up ghost who can never be free until you see the truth. I don't know where we went wrong, 
but the feeling's gone. I just can't get it back. for joining us and we'll see you next time.